Hello, and welcome back to the Ox Unplugged, where sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will cause vehicular manslaughter. I'm Crispy Crown. I'm Mr. Jaywit. And I am Halion. So, gather round, children. For today I have a tale about days long past. Of an age when we were not all instantaneously joined together electronically. When connecting Ew. with others who shared your interest meant traveling to other locales and meeting with them face to face. Ew. It was a simpler time with far less instant gratification and choice. What? In short, it was a bit simpler, but more civilized. We had lead in the gasoline. <laughs> this was before the dark times, before the internet. Now every mean-spirited troll and douche nozzle has the ability to inflict their particular flavor of asshattery on whomstever they wish without the fear of getting the proverbial turbo boop to the snoot. Is this where we talk about Christian? It is with these fringe minorities of many communities who insert their toxic attitudes or condescending brands of humor on the good-natured whole of the rest. And that leads us to our topic today. How exactly does one navigate the potholes of online culture? Um, is the answer shit posting at people while they're trying to do a very actual, real, and serious thing? Ideally, yes. <laughs> oh, it depends <laughs> on what their real serious thing is. Okay. Like, yeah. If someone's gonna get upset at me because I make a jerk a joke about Captain Kirk and his STDs, like <laughs> that's their problem. Well, but I it's don't not more accurate. <laughs> I don't think it's as much that as the people that will come in, you know, and this this happens in a lot of in commu online communities and fandoms and what have you, where everybody can be going along doing their thing and then just one person or or a small number of people just start shitting on one thing or or the individuals and creating, well, you know, you don't like this, that the none of you like this part of it, or all of you like this thing that I like, and that means y'all are stupid and wrong and you're awful people because of it. Yeah, um, there can definitely be that in some fandoms, or in most fandoms, some more than others. You know, um, really depends. I, I've definitely seen examples of that where been in chat with people and they leave because they get upset because people are, it, are picking on something that they enjoy, regardless of, you know, what the popular opinion of it is or not. You know, I know 40K tends to be the butt of people's jokes, but there tends to be a lot of people that do like 40K, you know? Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I don't. And that yeah. has caused quite a few people to get annoyed at me. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. right there with you, man. I, I got plenty of problems with 40K as a setting and everything, but... but it's happened in, this, uh, in the, the uh, Discord as well, where I'm like, I mean, no, I don't like it because of this, this, this. Well, you just don't understand X, Y, and Z. No, I do. I just don't agree. I mean, See, there's one thing we feel about Star Wars. So yeah, and I was about to bring that up. There's one thing to having a civil discourse of, boy, you know, I really didn't like this movie or this thing that they did or this character, and say, well, you know, I really kind of didn't mind that. I kind of liked that enough. So I get why you don't like that, but you know, for me, it was yeah. fine. And and to have a civil discourse back and forth of why you agree like something and don't like something. And being okay with each other not liking, just sharing your opinions and feelings, but still being both fans or at least of enjoying of that thing. What you, what you, what sometimes 
see, which is what I don't get, is these like toxic people that like, no, you can't like this. I do. I don't like this. So no one is allowed to like this. And if you like this, it's wrong. And you are just, you know, you are an awful, awful person. And you see that a lot with the in these Star Wars when people bring up Star Wars. There are people out there that hardcore hate the prequels and will not, you know, will just go at you if you say something, you know, I didn't mind them so much or, you know, Jar Jar wasn't that bad, you know, or, you know, hey, the podcast racing was pretty cool. There are people that will go hard at you. Uh, same thing now, to a degree, it's, it's also with the sequels. More people tend to dislike that as well. But there is the a, little... a bit of a difference with the, the prequels, I would mm -hmm. argue. Uh, because at the moment, there is a bit of a uh, renaissance with people discovering, hey, these are pretty cheesy, but I still like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's fine. And, and that's that's what I, I guess, kind of what kind of led me into, or the vein that I look at it is like, you know, I don't understand those people that, that are so narrowly focused and so offended that they feel the need to chastise anyone that doesn't see it the way they see it or doesn't like it the reasons why they like it or doesn't hate things that they that they hate um and they take it so personal and so offensive you know why, why? I, I i wanted to posit my thoughts on why something like that happens um i you know I, i've said it before i'm autistic i'm not gonna hide that or be ashamed of it or anything because it's not something to be ashamed of but that's a whole other conversation but I, I know for me that part of that means that I have a different perspective on things, you know, to, to put it very basically. But that means that the way I look at things is different than the way normal, oh, not normal, but people, average. average people wouldn't look at it, you know, more analytical, more in-depth, more emotionally invested with something, you know, something like Star Wars. I mean... That's a series that really meant a lot to me growing up. You know, it it has been a big inspiration to me in the stuff that I draw for one, or just you know storytelling in general. You know, and there's there's stuff that I can get pretty attached to in that, or or other fandoms too. I just use Star Wars as the example. So, I and I think part of the reason why people can get so upset with that, to some extent, not everyone, is that you're talking to somebody through a computer screen. And there is, it, I think it's severely underestimated how much of a desensitizer that is, because when you see just words on a, in, on a message board, just text on a screen, you don't really understand the person's intent with that or emotion with that. It's, it's, it's just written words, you know, you're missing out on a lot of what they're, what they're saying, you know, they could be playfully poking at something that you you probably would laugh at yourself if you understood it but maybe the way that they phrased it or something it just it conveys the opposite opinion you know or you just don't necessarily understand what someone's trying to say things like that i mean i i think to some extent that that is a part of why people get so defensive of things like this you know yeah cuz the 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 fact that you are not having these interactions directly face to face, the impersonalness, if that's a word, of it, um, it desensitizes. It makes the person on the other end less human. It, it's it's kind of a natural response, and 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 that's why 
you know, I have a, a little bit different perspective on this being of an, of an older generation. You know, I distinctly remember before the internet. I mean, the internet was not even a thing really until I was about the time I started to get out of high school. I, I got my first email address in college. And even then, it was so very, very rudimentary. Um, so I remember what, you know, it was like, you know, when you, the only way you could hang out with your friends was to go to their, was to literally hang out. To see or talk to your friends, you had to see them or call them with a phone. Um, and how growing up as kind of a geek and a nerd and being into a lot of the geeky and nerdy things, there was a slight difference in those cultures and those communities where, you know, even if you didn't necessarily all like the same stuff, you were kind of more cohesive and you weren't going at each other as much because, you know, you, you just were happy to know whether there were other people out there that liked the, some of the same stuff or were into some of the same things. So it was, it was a little bit more okay and a little bit more accepted to, to you know, like things a little bit differently. Um, or for different reasons, where it seems like now, because with the internet, with fandoms, with culture, and with this, as you said, Crispy, there's that desensitizing is that I'm just sitting here looking at text. I'm not talking to this person. I don't know the context that they're doing. I can't get the, you know, those that little bit of an inflection to know, are they being sarcastic? Are they being serious? Are they being cruel? Or are they just being playful with whatever it is? And I agree with you. I think that can lead to misunderstanding and hurt feelings. Um, but I do think part of that shift to being so connected by being so in, in potential impersonal has allowed also those minor voices that are just mean and they just want to be nasty. They're just unhappy people. Um, that allows them to sometimes you know, infect communities to infect. Oh, uh, 100%. Yeah. And because they've, but, but because it's not just one person in a corner that people can just turn around and walk away from, it's one person on a, on a, you know, in a group conversation, they're reaching more people. And so I think it, it amplifies their negativity. Yeah. There's, I mean, assholes have existed before the internet. Surprise, surprise. Hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that that's the double-edged sword of having the internet. I mean, it it allows you to reach more people and be more connected, but those people may not necessarily be friends most of the time, or or some of the time they can be just huge assholes, or just people yep. that they just they just want to spread misery for whatever fucking reason. Yeah, if you cast a bigger, the wider net you cast, the more assholes you're going to catch. Yeah, this is why I got kicked out of SeaWorld, But go on. I don't necessarily agree. Okay. Um, uh, because, okay, before the reason why people uh, assumed that everyone was um, an asshole online was because they're anonymous. They're not attached to the real name and the real face, right? There's a comic recently that came out that was like, oh, look, then you turn the light on it. Oh, no, they're still being jerks with their real name and their real face. So, to me... How I've always seen it is, well, at least how I'm seeing it now, is everyone wants to be the hero. Everyone wants to be the, the as good as they can, which is why you get a uh, a an internet where 
people are more willing to jump down other people's throat is because they want to be seen sort of like a martyr but or as a champion of a cause they want to be the best person in the room and why this person is being slightly wrong let me correct them real quick let me just explain to them once they understand then they will agree with me on uh, the well actually yes yeah. I was gonna say, it's like turbo well actually everybody's like amped up on it yes that is my that is what i think it is i think that's definitely part of it i don't think that's the um the entire it's not the it. only thing but i think that's a large part of it i would argue you're you're talking more specifically about people being assholes yes okay i i thought you were just saying in general because there's definitely plenty of times where there's misunderstandings but that is also a big part of it is there's plenty of people that just want to assume they it's like you say they want to be like the center of attention the intellectual the person that everyone respects you know and i don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that no, to a degree because it, no, everyone wants it, to be smart like yeah, yeah everyone it's, wants to be smart and right it, it's when the ego gets in the way of things because i i'll admit there's definitely been times in my life where i've been that asshole that gets pissed off about something on the internet because i think i know better but you know the the thing is you don't know everything about a situation it there, there's there's the thing that it's hard to remember is that there's someone to be Sorry, sorry. Okay. I was going to say, the thing that to remember is like, that's a, that's a real person on the other side of the screen. And that's something that's, it's something we often forget, you know, um, it, it changes when you actually meet the person in real life, you know, but if, if it's just someone that you're just messaging back and forth, you know, you have your own views on what this person could be like. And that, that really can sway your thinking on them, you know? It I think generally... a lot of it, too, speaks to the human condition. Oh, um, yeah. For the most part, our brains are only really wired to have a close-knit group of, you know, 25 to 50 people. Like, that is our, that is our tribe. That is our close-knit group. And then maybe you can double that for acquaintances. But, so though, these are people that we intimately can identify. These are people that we you know, can, can have a, an understanding working relationship that we can communicate with, that we can get along with. But then when you get on the internet, you have expanded it exponentially. And so it becomes much more difficult, I think, for just as for our human monkey lizard brains to automatically empathize and identify on a consistent basis with every individual that we come into contact with. Because as you said, we're not sitting there face to face. We're sitting individually in a chair in front of our computers or on our phones, staring at a screen at, you know, dots uh, that are making up words coming from the other side. And all we're doing is reading. We're not, we don't, we're not experiencing this person. We don't know what they are. Yeah. And I think that again, adds to that level of how easy it is to sometimes fall down that rabbit hole of, as you said, Jay, oh, I need to be right, or I need to show, you know, that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to be correct to this person. And sometimes it's them legitimately, people legitimately trying to be helpful. Mm. Yeah, that's so. true. And, and that can be the case. But, uh, but to speak to what you said, Jay, and you, Crispy, that, you know, you said everyone wants to be the hero. 
everyone wants to be uh, a star. Well, when we're on the internet, we're just, you know, if you're in a room of 30 people, you're one of 30. And you're going to be able to walk around and interact with everybody, and you're just kind of one of the crowd. But when you're in a, in a community of hundreds or thousands, you suddenly become very small. And for some people, and I know this is something that I've struggled with personally, um, I, uh, I, I struggle with narcissism. Um, it's something that, it's a personality flaw that I'm aware of. And... Uh, unfortunately, it's also coupled with low self-esteem, which makes things, you know, it's a weird mix. But um, I sometimes run away with, you know, I want to be the brightest shining star. I want the attention. I want everyone to be talking to me. I want everyone to be listening to me. I want everyone to hear what I have to say, because what I have to say is absolutely the most brilliant thing out there. And I think that can be a, a tempting lure that leads people to sometimes behave in a way that they normally wouldn't. Um, at least that's something that I've caught myself doing from time to time and I have to try to be mindful of. I get that. Um, I get that a lot, honestly. You know, it's what, when you're really self-conscious about yourself, you, you want to really try to make an impression on people, a good impression, so they can treat you the way you want to be treated and not feel like you're an outcast or anything like that. I, shit, man. That was like my me growing up to a T, you know? Yep. And, and unfortunately some people, if they don't feel themselves being loved, then they'll choose. Well, if they won't love me, then at least the very next thing they can do is fear me. And so yep. they'll, you know, and, and there's also that weird uh, thing where, if one person starts kind of going at somebody or being negative or what have you of it kind of roping in other people to pile on, which, and I think that's sometimes where, where communities can get super toxic. I mean, there's good examples out there of fandoms or other communities, particularly, you know, like games and stuff where, you know, one small, very thin vein of, of people got in and it just, drove and half the people out and just ended up killing it because you know a small group of people started to ruin it for everyone else it was no longer enjoy an enjoyable place to be yep. i mean that's a good example of why we don't allow politics in the server because that just gets people yeah. upset yeah i mean um, anything that starts to get people upset or gets or offensive or anytime the the ribbing goes too a little too far anytime anyone starts to be you know hey 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 that's you know that's a bit much you know that's not the stuff that that's the kind of stuff that you know can kill a community and you know that's not necessary so jay what do you what do you what do you again we're not trying to diagnose why yeah. but in your opinion how do you navigate avoiding or not letting uh, when you run into this kind of stuff, how do you get how do you uh, get around me, it or not let it affect you? Me personally, I I'm actually pretty terrible at it. I just fucking leave. Like as soon as I notice that someone's legitimately upset, I just leave. Like it is not a good long term like emotional stability thing. But like no, there it's very. I've found that it's very easy to get stuck inside of an emotional rut in a conversational rut and you just keep retreading it and you say but what about x and they say but it's y plus one 
well, that's not correct. Well, what about it? And then you, people have the same conversations over and over again. And it's frustrating because your point's not getting across and their point isn't getting across. And then it keeps, it will cause a feedback loop where someone actually just starts getting really pissed off. So I just leave. I just say, I don't even say like, I'm not having this anymore or anything. I just stop. So you guys are the the (laughs) smart ones because that shit is my kryptonite because... You know, the wonderful world of OCD. You really want to fucking argue your point. Yeah, because clearly they just didn't know exactly what you meant by that. But they they actually do. And yeah, it's not a... There is no good solution to it. And I don't think there ever will be. Well, yeah. As as uh, as a, uh, uh, someone once said, you can't argue it's stupid. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, every time I've ever engaged with someone on the internet in an argument that, um, I was not the stupid one because I'm sure I was many times, but I'm kind of of the same mind, Jay, you know, if I'm like, I'll just use the ox, for example, if I'm in, you know, the chat and I see somebody starting to go on a rant that is, you know, rather mean-spirited or really, you know, beyond just the general, like, oh, this is shit posting, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, they're just, they're just really throwing some negativity out there. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good time. They're being, you know, ultra-level negative. Um, Or if I see one or two people just, like, text wall dominating the, the uh, general chat, particularly if it's not about anything I and remotely interested in i just bounce i just i don't have and and part of it could be just because i've reached an age where i'm just like i've got enough i've had enough in my life go on i've dealt with enough negativity i just i'm not gonna let somebody else's infect mine and on and on the very rare occasion that i think someone is really you know getting that toe across the line i may point it out as kindly and as you know tactfully as I can just say, Hey, you know, I think we're going, you know, you've stepped over a line or, Hey, maybe, you know, can you pull it back here? Or, you know, maybe we're, you know, edging on, you know, breaking some rules, but for the most part, I just avoid it because as yeah. you said, it's, there's, I'm not going to go. I just, it just, it's exhausting to try to, to get all upset, to get all that negativity. You know, I have enough stress in my life. I'm not going to let somebody on the internet infect me with theirs. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, it's easier said than it, done. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I agree. This is a learned trait that I've gotten. Yeah, like, and it's not something you can successfully do every time. I'm not being like, oh, look, oh, at, yeah. look at me, children. I am your guru for how to avoid <laughs> trolls. No, yeah. absolutely not. Even I fall into it sometimes. Yeah, the important thing is afterwards you go, oh, Oops, and then you can hopefully start solving things. Then, yeah, I was listening to a podcast today where a um, a uh, well-known celebrity type person uh, was, you know, tweeting some, you know, in their Twitter feed, and someone comes in and says something in negative about them, and they essentially responded, you know, where they essentially said that they were, you know, useless and unimportant, and they essentially responded. Okay, but if I'm so unimportant, 
why are you coming to me, you know, discussing me? That seems rather silly. And at which point that person said, you know, I think this might be beneath both of us. And, and that's kind of the point. Mm. Like, you know, what, 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 That is a funny response, but also it's very good. But I mean, it's, it is. Yeah. It's like, at the end of the day, why am I going to get upset with Jar Jar did no wrong 69 just because, uh, you know, after we've argued for hours about the intricacies of what Lucas was really trying to talk about with the disputed trade routes in, um, in the prequels and what that really means in relation to today, you know, it's a fictional setting. What's the point in us getting upset and arguing about it when it's just like, you know what, you know, it's Star Wars. I like Star Wars. You like Star Wars? Cool. We like Star Wars. You know, it's just, it's not worth it. Yeah, at a certain point, it's like, is it really worth getting upset over this point, I'm trying to argue? And it's always easier said after the fact of being like, I shouldn't have done that. But that's oh. maturity. Like, that's, like, I don't know, emotional maturity? I don't know if that's the right term, but... No, I, I, it's, I think it's just partly, it's being willing to, I think it's two parts, two things. It's A, like you said, Jay, I think it's a little bit of maturity of being like, you know what, this is, I shouldn't infect myself with this. Same reason why I have to catch myself in the mornings or grab the phone when first thing I do when I want to get up is to start doom scrolling. I'm like, you know, and I have to stop after a minute or two. I'm like, you know what, I, I'm not going to click on anything that gets me riled up and upset because there's no point. You know, I don't need to infect myself with that. So I think it's partly that. And I think it's partly just saying, you know what? I'm going to take good. a minute. Yeah, I'm going to take a minute. And this person on the other end, I know they're wrong. They are so wrong. And, and I really want to correct them. But you know what? I don't know their story. I don't know where they're coming from. I'm going to let them have it. I have had that a lot. And then I realized, oh, wait, wait a second. This is a child. Like, a literal actual child, yeah, of course they're going to say that this is how, this is why, like, certain people work this way or whatever. Like, they, of course they don't know. Yeah. Why would See, they? That, that's my experience with almost the entire Ox. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, as, as, my, as we have said, my wife has told me, I, you know, I am firmly Gen X, but I should have been born a millennial. You know, your your mentioning of uh, doom scrolling that that made me want to bring up something that really I see as a trend on the internet, and it I, I've gone from being just like upset at seeing it to just being angry at seeing it, and that's doomers. Right? There's there's so many cynical people online, you know, that will just try to pick apart any good thing, thinking we're just all fucked. And we're all going to die and, like, all this bullshit, you know. A, a lot of it having to do with things like climate change and things, you know. And, you know, I get it. I get being upset and angry at things. But that, to me, is just people just giving in and just thinking that, oh, I shouldn't do anything about it. And just not give a shit. And it's just, like, that, to me, is just accepting defeat, you know. People with that perpetual kind of mindset, that cynicism... Those aren't people I want to be associated with. Th those are people that just, like, no matter what you do, they're just going to drag you down into the mud with them because they want company at the bottom. You know, and, and those aren't people that we should focus on or listen to. We shouldn't listen to the negative people because they're not going to change anything. They're just going to wallow in their shit. You know, if, if 
people are upset about climate change, don't bitch and moan about it. Go volunteer to help and clean stuff, you know? Or if, for whatever reason, like, you know, if, if you're upset at the way that something is, do something in your own way. You know, I, I was saying this earlier. It's like people get upset at things that, you know, companies do in terms of stories and things. It's like, well, then fuck them. Don't listen to their shit. Make your own stuff, you know? Or, or find people that you can collaborate with to make stuff. Yeah, with, you know, with Blackjack it, and hookers. You know, being that mindset of doom and gloom to me, that's, that, you're just stationary. You're not going to go anywhere with that. And I, look, I know, I'm not trying to say, like, you know, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It, I know depression is a thing. Jesus Christ. I've dealt with that plenty myself. Depression and anxiety are two things that are a huge part of my life. But, you know, the, the problem I have is just people just, accept that you know they, they don't try to do anything to better themselves or better the world around them you know you don't have to change the world but if you just try to make what's around you better you do it like if we all did that it would make things so much better in the world i have per this is my method for dealing with all of it it may not be the correct method but it is mine uh, if i can't directly affect it I'm just going to keep chucking. The, the old uh, worry about control what you can control and let go of the rest method. Yep. Yeah. I don't, that's, I don't know if that's the right method, but it is mine. Well, that's that's kind of my life philosophy, too. It's like, you know, if, if it's not something I can really do much about, then I'm just not going to worry about it. Well, yeah. I have a hard time with that, but I'm working through it. I'm trying well, to. That's, that's a whole right. other episode, though. Yeah, that is. Um, I. I I hear what you're saying about the doomers, Crispy, and I think that goes into part of what text and, and to all the tens of listeners, I don't feel the need to explain when I say text because you know who Tex is. Um, but Not necessarily. Uh, there's a few people who don't. It's very funny. Really? Think of Paul Bunyan, but uh, rather than like an ox, he's just got like a fucking, I don't know, a Glock. A, gi a giant <laughs> 1911. Yeah, there we go. The giant blue 1911 that he rides. He cleaved the trees in half with one shot of his 1911. <laughs> but he talks about it all the time, where he warns about the parasocial relationship of the, the, the content creators, the people out there that are trying to connect with people online or through media to, make the, to manipulate them, to get their money, to, get to, to, to make them feel a certain way and do a certain thing versus just appreciating them for enjoying their content. Um, I think that can create some toxic uh, situations as well. But, but what he always preaches about, just, just try to be kind. Just, you know, as you go through your life every day, just try to keep in the back of your mind that every person you run into, no matter what level of, of good, normal, weird, mean, whatever, that you don't know their story, you don't know where they're coming from, what they're dealing with. And if there's any small, tiny bit of way of kindness, even if it's just giving them the courtesy of not, you know, going at them, you know, every little bit of, of kindness that you can put out there in the world, that sends ripples. And if everyone would try to do a little bit of that, that would make a big difference. And now we're all in a, in a, a kumbaya circle holding hands. Well, who's got the wisdom? No, I'm kidding. Um... The talking stick. Oh, is that what we're calling the peace pipe? <laughs> but I guess what it comes back down to is, you know, 
my personal philosophy of how I, and, you know, I'm not going to say that I, that I always find a way to completely follow it. And I'm sure that there's been times when, I'm sure there's been lots of times when I've been that dick that was ruining it for everybody else. But, you know, I like the things that I like and I don't apologize for it. But at the same time, you know, if you like the things that you like and those aren't the things that I like or not for the same reasons, that's cool. I'm happy that you have that. And as long as you're okay with me liking the things that I'm like, everything's cool. We can just, you know, share in the fact. Yeah, we can just exist and be happy for each other. And all the things that we do agree with, man, can we have a good time talking about that. And I think that's, and unfortunately, I think that that's the other thing is, is online, there's so much polarization on a lot of things where, you know, you have to like used to if you were you know again I'm going back back in the day when I was young, uh, you know many 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 years ago, that like if you were a Trekkie, maybe you didn't all like the Next Generation. Maybe you didn't like everything about Trek. Maybe you maybe you were a strictly the original series, not the movies, or what? Maybe you liked it all, but Trekkies were Trekkies, and you may not have liked the kids that like Star Wars, but you were all together. Now you've got like the divisions of like, well, you know, I hate all the TV show, you know, I hate the new TV shows. Only the original stuff is good. Or you're going to hate on the people that liked the J.J. Abrams, you know, um, Kelvin timeline. You know, oh, if you like that, you can't. You're not a real Trekkie. It's stuff like that that I don't that I I, I don't get. You know, why can't we just like what we like and all agree that we're allowed to do that? It. I I actually understand it a little bit. The the issue is, let's say I really like Star Trek for, I don't know, um, I really like the Blasters, and I only want to... Wait, Star Trek. I was going to say, it's phasers, phasers you are cultured swine. Phasers are disruptors. <laughs> what if... I, so, oh. something relatively arbitrary, uh, like... I really like the doors. That's the only thing I want to talk about. Like, let's just talk about those automatic doors. Did you know that they were so loud that, like, they had to cut up? Like, that sort of, like, and that's all I want to talk about. We, that's gotta, that's gonna get annoying after a bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I understand and appreciate no, no, no. it, but also, ugh, after a that, while. That's, that's the thing. That's okay. I'm not gonna shit on you. Like this is me personally, because I because I, I, I'm one of I I love I really love Star Trek and I'm a huge Star Trek or Star Wars nerds as well. But I'm mm. not going to shit on you just because you, the engineer, really <laughs> like, you know, just want to talk about the doors. Like that's your in. If that was your in to Star Trek, cool, awesome. You know, I'm going to appreciate. I'm just happy that you're also a Trekkie. You just happen to be a Trekkie that is door centric. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not going to hate on you about that. Now, if all you ever want to talk about yes. is the doors, then I'm just gonna like, yeah, yeah, man, that's that's cool. Hey, I, I, uh, yeah, I, I'm getting pinged from another server, so I'll catch you later. Oh, you know, okay. I'm not going to get I'll, angry with you. I'm not going to argue with you. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. As soon as she said doors in Star Trek, I just imagined Captain Jim Morrison of the USS Enterprise. Be the most depressing oh. captain in the fucking world. <laughs> oh man, can you see, can you imagine how poor, dimly lit that bridge would be? Oh, it'd be smoky too. There'd be some haze. 
Mm-hmm. And not bridge. from a fog machine. No, definitely not. <laughs> I mean, I, I get what you're saying, though. I mean, there's... Yeah, no, it's, it's, it is me just be nitpicking for the sake of nitpicking, but occasionally well, I mean, come up happens. and I'm like, come you on, know? man. It's <laughs> like, like, I, you know, um, there... I don't want to keep bringing up text, but there's there's stuff like he said in the podcast where I disagree on it. But you know, I'm not gonna get upset over it because it's it's their own thing, you know. Oh, I've disagreed to him to his face before. It's oh, that's nothing. fair. <laughs> nothing is sacred to me. <laughs> or, no, no, you get what I mean. I'm just no, I get you. You're not an yeah. asshole about it. I was like, fuck you, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the yeah. same way. I mean, and I think that's what I I find that's what's so frustrating for me is where and I'm not talking about big things like, you know, chumbawamba political things that we shouldn't be talking about anyway, like real world stuff. Like I'm talking about, you know, just general community stuff where, you know, why do we have to sometimes, you know, why why do some people feel that need to to go at people just because they like something they don't like um, or because they don't like something that they like. Um, that's the thing that I don't get. I think it's uh, that I, reptile brain tribalism, you know? You know what? You're probably right. It's like, I, I, I only want to be around people that agree with me. And if that's the case, you know, it's fine, but you just shouldn't have to be so negative about it. Long story short, everyone should just do their best to not be a dick. Yeah, I, if, if if we're going to label this episode, it should be the don't be a dick episode. But that's yeah. me. <laughs> I, I'm sticking with surviving the internet, honestly. I like that name. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's now a tactic, basically. Yeah. But, you know, you say that, Crispy. That that has kind of been my entire life philosophy as as a parent with my children was, you know, whatever they became, whatever they did, you know, however successful or unsuccessful they, they are in their endeavors, wherever they far they go with their education, my entire goal is simply to get them raised to become adults who aren't dicks. That's it. That is my entire goal. Just hey, if your kids don't end up becoming serial killers, I think you did a good job. <laughs> but they could be incredibly nice serial killers. Well, would you be okay with that? I know we yeah. have, like, digging into parenting stuff isn't exactly the point, but... Well, well no. I mean, to be entirely <laughs> oh, honest... Oh, what are we having the parenting cast? I think it's pretty... Well, that's going to be a cast of one. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty dickish to go out, like, you know, murdering people um, and harming people. So, you know, I, I don't... You could be a really nice serial killer, but still kind of be a dick because, you know, you're killing people. So, no, I, I would not be okay with that. If you're going to stab someone in the balls, at least make it someone that was, like, rude in traffic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Now, if you're going to talk about small areas where the, the asshole in me comes out, holy, Road rage. Yep. holy yep. cow. I know that feeling, man. <laughs> Road rage is the thing. Now, oh, I, I don't get it. It's great. I, oh, I, I totally get it. But I, I, totally I reserve it, it and I, I keep, I pull back on it. I don't use my horn. Ever. I don't roll down my window. I don't flip people off. I don't yell at people outside oh, people where off. they might hear me. I just keep it to myself. But man, I will boil sitting in my car. 
Like, see, I, I, there, there's times where I'll go to people like, what the fuck, out the window. That happened to be the day we were flipping the bird at each other by the end of it. Well, you have to understand, where I live, that yes, might you, be shot. That might qualify under castle law, but we're not going there. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, surviving the internet. Um, I think another thing that can be important is, you know, if you're in a community or a fandom where there is a group of people that are being that negativity, that are bringing it down or just not being nice, you don't have to interact with them. You don't have to engage them. Or if you find yourself in a, any community where it just feels like it has gone toxic, it's perfectly okay to leave. It's all right. You don't have to stay there. Nope. Actually, um, on this subject, there there was a Discord I was in where the mood of things changed. It 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 was different from when I first joined it. It it was a community that I really liked, but things changed, and the the intent of people on the Discord just changed to something I wasn't aligned with. And you know, it turns out I was the only one that felt this way. So a bunch of us left, and we just formed our own little Discord. You know. If there's people that feel the same way there, you know, maybe do something like that. You don't have to stay in a place that you hate. No. Or a place that makes you unhappy. Um, as, yes. As someone who has uh, twice the experience in it, I can tell you that divorce can be a good thing. Oh. I don't want to have to level up that XP. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> you know why divorce is so expensive? Because it's worth it. Because it's <laughs> worth it. Jesus. I'm going to get you like a beer mug with that engraved on it. <laughs> uh, I'll put it next to my other beer mug. But any other thoughts about surviving interwebs? Um, Remember that you can just shut the screen off and go do something else. Uh, it's something I struggle with, so I know it's not the easiest thing in the world, but mm -hmm. you, you, you just it's... that's something to cultivate is just to know when to pull the ejection handle, you know, if it's also entirely context dependent. Yeah. We've mostly been talking about like our modern day uh, community systems, which is Discord. Yeah. That's not always been the thing. I've been around the internet long enough to be used to forums. Yeah, I've been on 4chan. No, forums. Like, BDD I mean, code. Well, maybe, boards. maybe. Maybe that's something that we do. Um another episode on i mean i feel like this is a topic that could definitely spin on longer you know like the early the the early days of the internet yeah i could talk about that for a bit because yeah, you had uh bulletin boards and ch and the early chat rooms and things like that i mean we did just basically rediscover irc yeah which but is with emojis now yeah because that's, that's as you pointed out that's essentially what discord is it's, it's irc yeah. but with emojis mm-hmm and like, uh, apparently the the tech is basically the same thing as well, huh? Which makes sense. Yeah. Why would you use anything else? IRC is incredibly efficient. Man, I miss IRC sometimes. I don't really? even know what those are. The internet chat relays. Oh. Essentially, it was exactly what Discord is. The graphics weren't quite as good, but it's essentially the same thing. They did have the same number of bots. Bots were everywhere. Were there really? porn bots? I don't remember the bots. Really? Because I was talking to um, one of the admins um, uh, for the BPL, and they're like, no, no, no. My 
IRC has like had all of these like super good bots and everything and all of this greatness and I'm like, huh? Yeah, I used AIM. <laughs> oh man, wow. the days of AOL AIM. I remember AIM, Yahoo, Instant yeah. Messenger, uh, all the all the little ways we used to communicate in the early days. Oh yeah, they were all terrible. Oh God, AIM yes. was awful. Oh, well, I mean, all I the was... old, all the old stuff was. I mean, when you compare it today, like just imagine. Remember the all the old original old websites where you you know, load it up and it'd be like you know a background of black bricks, something in the middle that was like spinning and like two, oh, yeah. two little like like bad like two frame things <laughs> of flames on one side on each side, right? And you, like oh, you've really, been to Zombocom. like a really bad like. <laughs> 8-bit uh, MIDI soundtrack or something. Nobody remembers Zombocom but me. Okay. Oh, no. I don't think I want to. <laughs> you do like your weird. I, my... I love my weird. I cannot help it. Hey. I can see you being like a Dr. Demento parody band. Oh! Oh, now, Wit should do... You know what you should do? You should be like the Dr. Demento slash... Like Spinguli of like weird what? internet stuff. God, I do not know what that is. Think Elvira, but I don't more... even think he knows who that is. No, you don't know Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. All right, we need no. to have a horror cast episode. I'm calling oh, it out. No, I am. I am <laughs> like old school <laughs> classic slasher horror. We need to have like, a like, fucking podcast. Thankfully, Crispy's here, because I know he I, and he are about the same age, but I was about to feel truly ancient if he wasn't getting what I was putting down. I've watched some of the horror stuff, and that's about it. That's all I needed. Okay, well, back I've, in the olden days, on broadcast television, you would have these local broadcast channels that, like, during the weekends would have like would show like old like campy horror movies and they would have a host typically a very campy over the top silly goofy slapstick humor host the queen of whom of these was Elvira Mistress of the Dark um and but there was another one that had a very local uh following i think it was mostly mostly in the northeast um a character named Svenguli who would do who would host these you know uh, weekend, late night, you know, terrible horror movies um, where they put on tiny little skits in between the commercials and stuff and make really bad uh, um, jokes and stuff and do, you know, slap. I mean, I've seen that. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah, it, it, so it, yeah. imagine kind of that, but instead of the, the droids and the guy, what's his name, Joel? Maybe? Yeah. Okay. Instead of them... Imagine some guy made up to look kind of like some sort of ghoulish, like crypt keeper type person doing mm, okay. sticky harmer in, in between the commercials and stuff. Kind of like that. I could see you doing that, but for like old internet memes and uh, websites and weird stuff like look, that. You're I, the man now, dog. Still exists. I, I will have you know. You guys do not know that one. Okay, that's good. That's Say that all. again. You're the man now, dog. Okay. You'll you'll have to uh, enlighten us after we finish recording. <laughs> I can just tell you now. It's an old internet thing. Basically, it was just um terrible JPEGs all in a um just tiled in the background, 
and they would just play a it it was a user generated site and they you could just have whatever background image you wanted and then it would play an mp3 of your choice and they were all bad every single one of them was terrible you know i am certain all of this still exists in the internet archive yes as long as it still exists it it does at the moment yep speaking now little inside baseball uh several years ago uh my wife got invited to go tour and visit the internet archive really and, uh the peep the Ooh. the guy and the team behind it um and tour their facility they're located in an old uh church uh which is really interesting oh like, man that's some mechanical for Leibowitz shit i love it like it's some weird <laughs> stuff like and what's funny is like they still have like the uh um uh, what do you call it? Uh, the sanctuary with like all the pews in it and stuff. But like, Please. there's like mannequins in various spots Ooh. throughout the thing. It's just some weird stuff. Please tell me the tabernacle is just like a bunch of modems because this is sounding like some post apocalyptic computer cult shit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> nah, it, it was an interesting time. Uh, she had a very interesting trip. Me too, but that's a whole other story. Uh-huh. Uh, anything else uh, I don't know not really yeah I'm not sure because I have been on the internet long enough but I'm like not 100% sure what's like fair game to chat about or not because it's very like the internet is has condensed so much before it was like oh no 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 um actually do you know, do you, does anyone else remember Cracked? Oh, yes. I remember Cracked very well, yes. yes. I'm talking um, about the magazine, the human magazine. Uh, the, and, and the website. website. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the, the editor of Cracked uh, left a bit ago and is writing books. And I've been reading his books, they're very good. Um, but he was talking about how the internet changed um, right around the end of right around the middle of the 2010s there was yeah. a very significant shift um and he attribute and he was like okay think about all of the the websites that used to exist all of the news websites everything around there they like what how people would consume the internet previously was they would go on a computer and they would check out their bookmarks maybe they would even use rss to double check if they're are weird out or not that changed with smartphones. With yeah. smart, yeah, smartphones suddenly, um, how you would access content needed to be on a much smaller screen physically. So that's when a lot of the the listicles started up, because Cracked was was really big in lists. That was their like their big thing. But even but once the phone started in, you can't fit that much much text in. So suddenly, you can't without that much text you have to either condense it or you make it pictures. Um, and that was one of the big things is suddenly uh, a lot of art, a lot of websites had to move to video. That's why um, the onion nowadays is mostly a, uh, a video uh, website. And the other thing is podcasts. And those were the, the big things. I'll you know, I, I think it bears mentioning 
that I don't think it's any coincidence flat earth really started to become a popular thing with the advent of smartphones because it just it allowed for an easier access of information of course it's condensed shit and you know flat earth being flat earth that's pretty goddamn condensed as it is (laughs) i have a whole other argument and logic behind that one that i that is a whole other thing oh we're having another conspiracy cast episode for that one (laughs) awesome i'll add on two things uh on top of the the smartphone proliferation uh, Jay, which I, I, I agree. I think that's, that is actually a, a very astute observation of how, of a spot where the internet started to change. Um, yeah. I'll add two things on top of that. Um, the rise and the pervasiveness of social networking and social media change the internet. And in, and, and you can't separate that also from the, uh, influence of and i'll just use i'm using my my air quotes here the algorithm where now as you said people are booting up they're not just going directly to their uh to their same uh bookmarks every time but now they're going to their they're going to their social medias they're going to their youtube they're going to their google news or or what have you but whatever algorithms are existing uh in whatever platform they're using are starting to see what they generally do and is feeding them more. It's creating echo chambers. It's creating targeted information in media. And that is also changing. And I think that is feeding into why you're also seeing so much uh, separation where, you know, you've got people holding certain hard felt beliefs that are no longer, that will no longer be willing to have, you know, discord with people that don't necessarily see that way or for falling down into these, keep falling into these narrower and narrower veins because it's all they're seeing. They're not getting all the information that like maybe the old internet used to have. Or am I just being conspiracy theorist that, you know, Skynet is trying to uh, keep us all subjugated so that it can slowly take control? Uh, I disagree. Um, The algorithm feeds you what you want to be seen, right? It feeds you not necessarily what your act, the active part of your brain wants to see, but the the monkey part of your brain, which is, uh, it wants to be given a fear and then given a uh, an immediate safety net behind it. That's what I've noticed, at least. That well, that's what I was. That's what I was yeah. saying, though. If, but if I don't think it's intentional. I think that's just how humans work. Right. But if, but say back in the, let's say back pre-internet, you would open your, you would open your magazine, Time magazine, or you'd open your daily paper and you're just going to get the news, all the news about everything from whatever side or whatever the story and the facts are. But with the rise of the algorithm and stuff, it's sending you things that kind of already have a bias to agree and think the, and, and do the things that you think and you like which means you're no longer getting that full exposure to, to all the different flavors of a thing. You're just getting a more narrow. Um, I, and I think that's, and I do think that's dangerous. Um, I yeah. have found that I, I, another reason why I, for the most part, stay off all social media uh, as far as like, so, you know, you know, the 
you know, the usual things that everybody's on, you know, I pretty much have, have gotten away from it because I saw that happening with myself. And I'm not saying that I'm still not being influenced. Of course I am, because I spend far too more time, too much time on YouTube, which of course is just an algorithm as well. Um, but, and that's a whole other, that's an, anyway, let's put all that aside. I'm, I'm taking a detour in my, what I was going to say. Okay. I was about to start getting a tinfoil hat out, but go on. <laughs> I think another method of successfully surviving and, and navigating the internet in a healthy way is spend, at least spend some time every day using it to be creative, using it to do something rather than just consuming it. Um, I, I, I think that's good for you. To me, the difference is I learn so much on the internet. Yeah. I... It, it isn't necessarily creative, but I do, I am educated heavily on the internet, right? Um, Would you say that in this moment you're euphoric? <laughs> like, because it's really easy to just <laughs> slap down a bunch of jokes and be like, all right, only jokes now. But I don't know. It's, uh, sorry, my brain's trying to figure it out because. No, you, I, I get what you're saying. You, yeah. you, you use the internet in a way that you feel is enriching to you. Is, yes. Is it, is and, it... and it's not necessarily uh, creative because I'm not necessarily a very creative person. It's just well, now I, I would agree it. with that, but yeah, I, but I, but I really DM for us. So yeah, but I do get where you're coming from, and 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 you know what? I think that's healthy. You know, for for you're using it as yeah. a means of expanding your knowledge, of expanding your experiences, of, history, learning, just everything. right of, of, of for lack of a better word, bettering yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and and for you, if that's how it works, and that's and that's how it makes you feel good, and and you see that as the what's and it's not. Yeah, I would argue it's not negative. That's the important thing. And see, and and that's where, and and I talked about this in the the point five episode. Vulcan and I uh, recorded. Um, go back and watch that one if you, or listen to that one if you haven't. But for me, I found myself getting to this rut where I was doing nothing but consuming mindless, you know, internet, YouTube, and what have you, and. It wasn't until I became a member of the Ox that I got to start collaborating and meeting and working with different people that I started getting, I felt that old spark of doing something creative. And for me, whether it's doing, you know, little voice skits for someone's YouTube video, us doing this podcast, or, you know, writing up silly little things that maybe I'll only share with a few people, but whatever that is the act of actually creating something, being creative, using the internet for that, rather than just having it as consuming it, um, has been incredibly helpful for me, both from a mental standpoint and from a just a spiritual standpoint. I'm happier. I feel more positive. It's been a good experience for me. And so I, I try to, to catch myself with that every day of, you know, all right, I think I've done enough YouTube. Let's put that away and let's make something for a change. That That's how I have found it's the the most positive and enriching way of being online for me is. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to, because that, the, sorry, uh, my fiance has yelled at me about this before or, like, or just thrown shade at me because I tend not, I don't tend to really work on that. Instead, I just agree to do things to help people out. I just, it's just how I go of like, oh, 
uh, the best way for me to do things is to do things. Oh, sure. Let me just help you out with this. Let me do this. It's um, fine. It, it's it's yeah. about finding that. How can how can it how can you find some positivity in some good? Not just yeah. you know. Well, I'm going to binge this TV show because it helps numb my mind and get me through. And sometimes that's okay. But if that's all you do, I don't think that's good for the soul. Um, I think finding some way, something that's uplifting, something that makes you feel good about yourself, something that um, enriches you in whatever way that is, um, I think that's a, a an important thing with if you spend a lot of time online. You know, for me, that's finding ways of being creative and collaborating with people to create stuff. Um, and it for you, it's you know enriching yourself, learning things, stuff like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. No, I. Yeah, sorry, my brain's slowly dying. Yeah, I've, I've, like, run it on fumes. Yeah. <laughs> well, for Crispy, for you, I know it's just, you know, what you find enriching is, you know, shit posting. Shit posting and creating, yeah. Those are the two yeah. things that really, uh, it's the really shit speak a lot that makes to me. the world go round. Yeah, I mean, shit. I've made the logo for this podcast. I've made a bunch of shit for the Ox. Um I photoshopped an urban back on the grassy knoll. <laughs> I made that poster that I'm not allowed to post anymore. <laughs> and you know, it's like, I just, I just like making people laugh and entertaining people, man. You know, it's, you know, it. why, why be someone that just, I, I say it a lot, but it's better to light a candle than curse the darkness. And I'd rather be that little flame that, you know, gives people hope and happiness than be someone that's just so cynical all the time. And, you know, when it comes it's to hiring being cynical. Oh, yeah. yeah that's the it's... thing. It's like you got to work to find reasons why shit won't work. It's just like learn to smile. Like, oh. Go get some ice cream and sit in the park. Fuck. <laughs> being angry is exhausting. It really is. Yeah. So just just like, you know, I mean, be like... it is the, it's also like the lazy answer. Like, just be less angry. Like, of course, yeah, if that was the option, everyone would do it. That's not a. It's not a solution, but it is the truth, which is frustrating, I know. Yeah, I, you know, in, in terms of when it comes to surviving the internet, though, I if I had to boil down any of my thoughts on it to it, it'd be this. Have fun with people, try to make friends. If someone doesn't want to be nice or be a friend, don't bother with that person. Go what makes you where it makes you happy and find your tribe. That's I found mine in the ox, you know. And whatever you do, try not to be a dick. Oh, that is the golden fucking rule right there. That that should be the title. Of the that should be the subtitle. Of the episode. Don't be a dick. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna be because Jay titles the episodes. I mean, I know. Yeah, I don't mind changing. No, I I think you I think a great title would be "Surviving the Internet," aka "Don't Be a Dick." Yeah, there we go. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, we leave it entirely in your hands. Or how I learned to stop or stop being a dick and love the internet. I don't know. Some Doctor Strange love shit. <laughs> uh, now we're talking about how the sausage is made. We better end this episode. <laughs> all right. Uh, any final thoughts before I push the button? Um, when it come, wear a condom on the internet for safety. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. I thought this was an ox podcast about livestock. What was this?